Venezuela elections, what the Pope has to say, and what is China finding now on the moon? Hello and welcome to English with Justino, a podcast designed for you to learn English vocabulary, expressions, culture, and maybe even some grammar along the way. This podcast is for those already speaking a little English at an intermediate level. The idea here is to listen and learn from a native English speaker in a natural way, the way you first learned your native language by hearing it. Okay, forward we go. Enjoy. Episode twenty-four. Las noticias en inglés, lentamente. Welcome and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when and where you're listening. It's been a slow news day, and what better way to improve your English but to hopefully listen to what you've already heard in your native language? I suggest you listen to this and other podcasts many times if you want to improve your English. Today, there's not going to be our normal past, present, and future summaries or a lesson, but with luck, these stories will sound familiar. And if you're a newsy person, You'll know what they mean, and as always, please visit www.oyehustino.com to find this podcast and transcriptions to many of the other weekly stories. Listening to and following along with transcripts is a good way to learn a new language. Please send me an email to let me know what you think of the news today. I would love to hear from you. And now to the news. Enjoy. Opposition wins tense Venezuela vote in Chavez home region. The vote in Barinas, hailed by the opposition leader Juan Guaido, marks the first victory in the opposition in 23 years. Venezuela's opposition won a historic victory in a tense rerun gubernatorial election in Barinas, a region ruled by the family of late President Hugo Chavez for more than two decades. According to results announced late on Sunday, opposition lawmaker Sergio Garrido, 54, defended the ruling party's candidate. Jorge Arenza, 48, who served as the country's vice president and foreign minister and was Chavez's son-in-law. Garrido, who, according to the National Electoral Council, won 55% of the vote, welcomed the result. With the, uni- with the unity and strength of each of you, we have succeeded, succeeded in overcoming obstacles and adversity despite all that we have had to face, Garrido wrote on Twitter. Arianza conceded defeat before the results were announced, tweeting, We did not achieve the goal of winning. The rerun gubernatorial election in Barina State, where Chavez's father and brothers have held political power since 1998, was conducted amid widespread claims of the ruling party interference. On COVID vaccinations, Pope says health care is a moral obligation. More on the Pope. Rome. Pope Francis suggested Monday that getting vaccinated against the coronavirus was a moral obligation and denounced how people have been swayed by baseless information to refuse one of the most effective measures to save lives. Francis used some of his strongest words yet, calling for people to get vaccinated in a speech to ambassadors accrediting to the Holy See, an annual event in which he takes stock of the world and sets out the Vatican's foreign policy goals for the year. Francis, 85, has generally shied away from speaking about vaccinations as a moral obligation, though his COVID-19 advisory body has referred to it as a moral responsibility. Rather, Francis has termed vaccination as an act of love and that refusing to get vaccinated was suicidal. On Monday, he went a step farther, saying that individuals had a responsibility to care for themselves 
and this translates into respect for the health of those around us. Healthcare is a moral obligation, he asserted. He lamented that, increasingly, ideological divides were discouraging people from getting vaccinated. Frequently, people let themselves be influenced by the ideology of the moment, often bolstered by baseless information or poorly documented facts, he said, calling for the adoption of a healthy therapy to correct this distortion of human reason. Vaccines are not a magical means of healing, yet surely they represent, in addition to other treatments, vaccines are not the magical means of healing, yet surely they represent, in addition to other treatments that need to be developed, the most reasonable solution for the prevention of the disease, he added. Some Catholics, including some conservative U.S. bishops and cardinals, have claimed vaccines, based on research that used cells derived from aborted fetuses, were immoral and have refused to get the jabs or the injections. The Vatican's Doctrine Office, however, has said it is morally acceptable for the Catholics to receive COVID-19 vaccines based on research that used cells derived from aborted fetuses. Francis and Emeritus Pope Benedict have been fully vaccinated with Pfizer-BioTech shots. Francis repeated his call for universal access to the shots, particularly in parts of the world with low vaccination rates, and called for revisions to patent rules so that poorer countries can develop their own vaccines. It is appropriate that institutions such as the World Trade Organization and the World Intellectual Property Organization adapt their legal instruments lest monopolistic rules constitute further obstacles to production and to an organized and consistent access to health care on a global level, he said. In other news, remember that weird cube on the moon, U-22, finally took closer pictures. China's mysterious moon cube is no longer a mystery. The big reveal. It's a rock that's not even shaped like a cube. I didn't even know China was on the moon before I heard about this article. The nation's U-2-2 rover discovered the object, which appeared to be a gray cube, looming on the lunar horizon in early December. The China National Space Administration, CNSA, dubbed it a mysterious hut, playfully speculating that the cube might be an alien house or a spacecraft. News reports called it a moon cube. The CNSA estimated the object was about 80 meters away, according to the blog Our Space, which is affiliated with the agency and prepared to drive the rover toward it. The blog said it would take two or three months to reach the cube. After several weeks of preparation and driving, the rover is close enough to see the mysterious hut is just another rock. Its sharp line geometric appearance on the horizon was a simple trick of perspective, light, and shadow. One of the rover's ground controllers noted in the blog that the rock is shaped like a rabbit with smaller rocks in front of it that resemble a carrot. The rover's name Yutu means jackrabbit, jade rabbit, which is now the name of the rock too. Yutu too reached the moon in January 2019 when the Change E4 lander touched down on the lunar surface and rolled out a ramp for the rover to descend. It was the first mission to land on the far side of the moon. In three years since, U-22 has driven over a thousand meters, used ground-penetrating radar to reveal a surprisingly deep layer of lunar soil, and identified rocks from the lunar mantle. Below the crust, which were pushed to the surface when an asteroid crashed into the moon billions of years ago. The rover has survived long past its initial three-month mission, meaning U-22 had plenty of free time for a wild cube chase. Speaking of the moon and what this mission has found, and by the way, 
Like I said, I didn't even know China was on the moon looking around while we were sleeping. And while we're on the topic of the moon, China says its lander has detected water on the moon. A stunning technical achievement on its own, as the first lunar sample return mission since the Soviet Union's Luna 24 mission in 1976. The team used a panoramic camera, lunar mineralogical spectrometer, and lunar penetrating radar to look for evidence of water, according to a study published in the Journal of Sciences with researchers from the National Space Science Center, the Shanghai Institute of Technical Physics, and Nanjing University. It's like a field trip out on the moon, the first opportunity to detect signs of water at close range and high resolution on the lunar surface, said lead author, Chinese Academy of Sciences researcher Lin Hong. The team observed signals indicating the presence of water in reflectant spectral data acquired by Chang-5 lander. The theory is that solar wind has gradually swept hydrogen atoms towards the moon. I'll be honest, given the recent moon cube that turned out to be, like scientists suspected, a humble rock, I'm a little skeptical of any big new space claims by China right now. But scientists have long suspected that there's likely ice and water on the moon, and, if the research holds up, water would be a tantalizing resource for a long-term presence on the moon by human astronauts. And that's the news for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing these stories, and I hope you had already heard these in your country as well before you listened to them in this podcast. What do you think of the news? Do you have any news stories to tell me about? I would love to hear what they are, and if you mention them to me, I'll talk about them in a new podcast. Send me a message at english at oyehustino.com or visit our website at www.oyehustino.com to find transcripts, podcasts, and vocabulary flashcards. And again, happy Monday. Bye-bye for now.